Welcome, friend. I'm Rick Pasquale. Thank you for joining us today. I believe God has a word for you. I know God loves you and has a plan for your life. So listen to this live service and let God speak to you. If you haven't figured out, your pastor is very picky, uh, very specific about a lot of things. I think the church should have order. I, should, I think the church should be as clean as it possibly can be clean. I think the ministry should be the best that they can be. Um, don't give God our second best. We give God our best. Well, I think I'm in the right church still. And so that's why you've noticed that we have order in our church. It's not chaotic. <laughs> and uh, one of the things that I wanted our tech people to do is make sure that the background for this month showed me water and if you look in the background you will see on these slides that will come up in front of you today water and the reason is that the Holy Spirit is like water now cameraman I'm putting you on the spot today I was in that tank and if you look at your Bible what happened today is what's called John's baptism it's called water baptism baptism by immersion okay you notice we didn't sprinkle people's heads we baptized them because that's what the Bible says okay so we baptized them by immersion in other words, we saturated them. Every component of their body was overflown with water. When you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, you are saturated. Are you getting me? Submerged, immersed. Translator, I'm sorry. Wherever you are, I know that was tough. But you are saturated with the Holy Spirit. So that there is an evidence that you have been saturated with the Holy Spirit. Water baptism is water baptism. But there is another baptism. Jesus said, someone's coming after me. I'm going back into heaven. And when I go back into heaven, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the third member of the Trinity is the in, when you receive him, you are infilled or saturated with the Holy Spirit. So you've got a picture in your mind because it, it's not water baptism. So people say, well, I, I need to be baptized. Well, that's water baptism. The other is called spirit baptism. Are you hearing the difference? So if you're new today and you say, well, wonder what kind of church this is. This is a Bible-believing, from cover to cover, spirit-filled, Pentecostal church. What that means is, we want God to be in control of our lives. Exactly what those candidates said today as they were being baptized. 
We want the Lord to be in control of our lives. So today I continue my series, and as they read to you at the beginning, the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. To proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. So today, we are talking about the place. Okay? So, for a moment, this is going to go great on camera. Wiggle your booty. Did you translate that right? I know. You didn't know what the word wiggle your booty was, didn't you? That is the place. There is a place that you're sitting. Right? You sat down today in a place. You walked into a place. Right? The place for today is right here. But the Holy Spirit is not just in our church. The Holy Spirit goes with you to your home. The Holy Spirit goes with you to your work. The Holy Spirit is upon me. Remember, first week, it's on me. Look at your neighbor. We're talking about you. Look at him. Say, he's talking about you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. It's upon you. Acts chapter 8, verse number 11 said, Romans chapter 8, verse number 11. And the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. Living in you. Acts 1 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you because I get people all the time saying is the Holy Spirit going to come on me yeah if you're a believer the Holy Spirit can come on you do you hear what I just said you don't have to be a member of a church for the Holy Spirit to come on you are you listening today Isaiah chapter 61. I'm going to just read the first part of it again. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me. See that word? See how big that word is? Italians? Next word. There should be no debate who I'm talking about today. I said, Terry, make that big today. Make there be no question whether it's in English or Italian, whether or not they understand who we're talking about, who the Holy Spirit wants to anoint, who the Holy Spirit wants to infill. There should be no question. Believe on the Lord, and you can be filled. So where is this place of anointing? 
The simple answer is it's wherever you are. That's the simple answer. Where are you at? That's where the Holy Spirit is. Because I don't know about you, but I want God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit in me. I don't just want God. I don't want just the Lord. I don't want just the Holy Spirit. I want all three. If I can have all three, I want all three. It's just like going for lunch. Now, today I'll have an aperitivo. I'm telling you. I'm going to have it. It may be bruschetta or it may be, I don't know what it is, but I, I mix it up a little bit. Then I'm going to have a primo. It's probably going to be pasta because that's what I like. And then they're going to have a secondi. And that's going to be some kind of meat. Right? I got, I got a beginning. I got the starting. I got the middling. And then guess what I get at the ending? Dolce! Now, why do I want all that? Because that's what I'm going to be offered. And I'm going to receive all that. Right? And I'm going to eat all that. And I'm going to walk away from that lunch. I'm not sure who's going to buy that today, but somebody will. I'm going to walk away from that lunch saying, man, that was good. Because I received everything I was offered. I'm asking you as the believer to receive everything that God is offering to you. Are you listening? And until you get everything that God is offering to you, you keep asking for more of what God has asking for you. That's what will happen that you can say the anointing is where I am. Because I got people to say, well, and I walk out this door, uh, it's different. No, 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 no. The Bible's very specific about this. God does not dwell in temples made with hands. He doesn't dwell in the building. Now, I know in this city, there are some beautiful buildings. I'm telling you. But God doesn't dwell in the building. He dwells in the people. That should translate. See, but if this place of anointing is going to be on you, then you must have a desire for this to be on you. There has to be a want to. I want this. You must be hungry. You must be searching. You must be asking. And then you must allow the Holy Spirit to infill you. In other words, you must get in the tank, spiritually speaking. Not physically speaking. Spirit, you're getting in the tank so that you can be saturated with everything that God has. So, Acts 2.1 says it like this. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire 
that separated came to rest on each of them. All, all, all. How you say that in Italian? Two, tutti. All right, so everybody's got it, right? All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. So in other words, they got in the tank. Where was the tank? The upper room. On that experience, they were in the upper room. They went to a prayer meeting. They went to a prayer gathering. They assembled themselves. They came into the house of the Lord. They decided that this was going to be the day that I was going to be filled because I was being obedient to God. God told me to go to the upper room. God told me to stay there and wait. Is his exact words. Wait in Jerusalem until you receive. And those disciples said, okay, that's what the Lord said. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go. Now, why can't we be like the disciples? There's a whole lot more than 120 of us. But on the day. So the place that you need to understand that God wants to anoint is where you are <laughs> so that when you are in that spot you can say Lord I want more of you now some of you it's been initially at this altar and today I understand with the room is filled with this and I've taken up one-third of the altar area it's gonna be hard to get everyone at the front of this room in a minute but I'm gonna work at it and at this spot Wherever you may be, I can tell you that's your place. In your chair right now, that's your place. In your home tonight, that's your place. I've had and I've heard of people that got filled with the Holy Spirit while they were driving their car. They got so filled up with God, they had to pull their car over, stop it on the side of the road. And then began to speak in a heavenly language. It, it's amazing how it works. I'm not going to tell you where it's going to happen. I'm going to tell you it is going to happen. Did you hear what I just said? I'm not going to tell you where, but I'm telling you it is. Where is the place of anointing? It's where you are. And the Holy Spirit is the anointing. So get that. Make sure you understand. The Holy Spirit anoints. Number two, why do we need this anointing? You've been reading that scripture with the child at the beginning of our service every week. And I want to break that down for you so you understand why do we need the anointing. You say, why do I need this? Remember, I told you it's going to give you power to be a witness. It's going to give you power to live a holy life. And everybody in this room needs more to live a holy life. Hello? We all need more of God. So there, that's including me, the pastor. We all need more. So if we all need more, then I'm going to tell you why you need more. What the scripture says is why you need more so the first thing is to proclaim good news 
to the poor. How are you going to tell the world seven billion people that God loves you and has a plan for your life? Say, oh, no, that's not my job. No, 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 no. Let's just do what the scripture says. Jesus talking, Mark's gospel, Matthew's gospel, both places exactly go everywhere to Christians, go everywhere, tell everyone the good news. So you tell me in scripture where you get an exemption from being an obedient person to God. There is no place. You don't get an exemption. No, 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 that's just for pastors. No, 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 that's just for the young people. No, 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 no. I'm telling you what's, no, 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 no. I'm telling you, we are to proclaim good news to the poor, to the people, to the world. Number two, he sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. So what we're trying to say is, if you're going to go and help someone that is brokenhearted, help heal them, help minister to them, then guess who needs to have their broken heart healed? Guess who needs to walk in the anointing of the Holy Spirit so you don't go around, oh, I'm so brokenhearted, oh, I'm so bad, I'm so bad, bad. No, 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 no. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me because He has anointed me. And if He has anointed me, He's healed my broken heart. Well, I didn't get the job I wanted. He healed your broken heart. He's got a better job for you. I wasn't able to pay my bills. He's got another way. Did you hear what I said? God will work it out. We trust in the Lord. We believe in God. So we walk in accordance to what he's saying. So I, I can tell you, if you're here today and you have a broken heart, God can heal your broken heart. But he's going to heal your broken heart because he wants you to go and heal other people's broken heart. We got a world that has a whole lot of broken hearts because of mess-ups, because of failures, because of issues, because of stuff. But God has a way of wiping it all away. He has a way of bringing peace when there seems to be no peace. He has a way of giving mercy when there seems to be no mercy. He has a way of bringing forgiveness when everybody else is saying that ain't going to happen. God forgives. He has a way of healing when there seems to be no way of healing. He has a way of bringing deliverance where there seems to be no way of deliverance. He has a way of provision when there seems to be no way of providing. God will make a way. Because the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me. To you, believer, around the world that's watching this right now, let the Holy Spirit into your life. Number three, he doing this so that you proclaim freedom. 
for the captives. Now, I could preach all day on just that one line because there's a lot of people captivated by a lot of stuff. Two people in the home room. There's a lot of people captivated by a lot of stuff. People are captivated by things that you think, wow, that takes so much of your time. That takes so much of your energy. And how in the world is that going to bring honor and glory to God? You say, what should I do? Just sit around in church all day? No, 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 no. I'm telling you what to do. Proclaim good news to the poor. Bind up the brokenhearted. Proclaim freedom to the captives. So today, if you are in captivity in some area of your life, the Holy Spirit can free you from any kind of bondage, from any kind of captivity. He can do that today. You don't need me to list all of your things that you're captive to. Or do you? I don't need to list your stuff. Because the Holy Spirit right now as I'm speaking is doing that listing for me. Hello? He's tapping on your little heart saying, he's talking about Holy Spirit saying, Fourthly, the release from darkness to the prisoners. Let me tell you, I'm telling you, if you're in this room today and you're not following Christ, this is your day from release. This is your day of freedom. Those people got in that tank today and said, I am released. I'm releasing everything. It's all new. It's all going to be good. Are you listening to me? They are publicly declaring this is going to be good. They once were in darkness. I was once in darkness. You were once in darkness. But how did we get out of darkness into the marvelous light? How did we get out of sinning into being towards a saint? I'm not calling anybody a saint. We don't get it messed up here. I'm not calling myself a saint. We all got a ways to go. As long as we all think we have a ways to go, we're going to go. Listen to that again. As long as we think we have a ways to go to be like Christ, that's the goal, right? To be like Christ. If that's our goal is to be like Christ and get to heaven, then we got a ways to go. So if I have a ways to go to get from here, if this is starting, to over here where this is heaven, then I better do the things that help me get free. If something hinders or binds me or puts me in the prison, then I need to get free from that. Uh, in a church I pastored in the place where Pastor Wayne and Julie, who, by the way, they're coming back in a couple months. Uh, they, uh, and, and I know a number of you text Pastor Wayne. His college football team won a very big game last night. He was blowing up my phone. Because <laughs> my team's the number one team in America right now, and his team's the number two team. And they happened to beat the number three team. So that was only for probably three people in this whole room that understood what I just said. 
but for a whole lot of people on that camera right there. Yeah. Now, I was pastoring this church where Wayne and Julie were at, and our, we're having so many people giving their lives to Christ. And my dance team came and said, Pastor, we got the best song that we could use in an illustration to show how that people become free. I said, okay, that's good. We're all on the same page. So they did this. So take the shackles off my feet so I can dance. I just want to praise him. I mean, okay, that's not. Now listen, some of the old people in the room were a little mystified. They thought, oh, Lord, what in the world? They were all dancing. I had all these people on the stage dancing. And they were getting free, and the, the sh- the, they had chains on them, and they were able to throw the chains away. And, and, and I mean, they, they got kind of free up there on that stage. And I'm sitting on the front row. Because when you're in America in certain churches, some people are extremely conservative. That's for my American audience. And... There's okay with being conservative to a certain point. But there comes a time of celebration of freedom. When the shackles that have kept me in prison, the sin that kept me from being who God intended for me to be, the things that have bound me and confined me, the hatred, the, the, the stuff. And I don't need to list your sins. But that stuff that keeps you from being all that God has intended for you to be. There comes a time that you get free in Christ. The scripture says, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Free period. Isn't that amazing how that works? If I let Christ in my life, if I let the Holy Spirit anoint me, then I'm going to be free to dance. And some of you better figure this out. The next week, I mean, some of you get it every week, but some of you still ain't got it. When you come to bring your offerings, we put music that inspires you to move a little bit. Some of you kind of move like this. That's just the Germans in the room. Just kidding. Do I have Germans in the room today? Oh, God. Sorry, Germans in the room. Oh, God. Oh, they're going to get up and walk out now. Dear God. Sorry, 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 sorry. Okay. But some people move like that, right? Then there's others in this room that, man, they do a little turn. They got, they got all the moves. They got it all down. Right? Oh, baby. Oh, I'm bringing my offering. Yeah, happy, happy, happy. Now, I'm just going to ask, what in the world, if you're not a dancer, are you going to do when you get to heaven? What are you going to do? Listen, we're about to experience the great dancing in the whole entire world someday. 
in the streets of gold in heaven there is going to be a dance that we are going to say we have been free we have now arrived heaven is our place and the Holy Spirit has got me from here to here how's that happen Holy Spirit how do you get there Holy Spirit and some of you non-dancers Holy Spirit helps you dance too I'm just telling you because some of you need a little help so here's my conclusion with the water baptism that you have seen with your own eyes today you can understand that there's a difference now between a spirit baptism and a water baptism how appropriate when you look at a church schedule and this calendar has been booked over a year in advance Remember, I said September of 2018, this was booked. Think about it. Holy Spirit decided we're going to move into November, and we had already had water baptism scheduled. What a perfect timing for anybody that had any question in their mind, what is the difference? At this altar in a few moments... I'm going to believe in a spirit baptism. <laughs> What's that mean? Now, remember, cloven tongues like as a fire, mighty blowing wind. That's a symbolism. That, that's just symbol words that the author wrote down. You understand what I'm saying? The symbolism for you may be, wow! The, the symbolism for you, well, man, I feel, I mean, it was incredible. A lady that got filled with the Holy Spirit a few weeks ago or last week, whenever it was, was standing in the hall this week and said it was like something was welling up in my throat. It felt so strong right there, and then all of a sudden it just came out. Everybody's different. But I know this. We all need more of God. I know this. We all need the Holy Spirit. And I'm asking you as a believer whether you're watching halfway around the world or you're sitting here in Rome, I'm asking you. I'm not asking about your title today. I'm not asking about what you do in this church. I'm asking every one of you, and specifically all the people that are leaders in our church, I want you to get more of God. That should not be a difficult request for a pastor to ask a church. We should all be saying, yes, pastor, I want more of God. I need more of God because if I'm going to bind up the brokenhearted, I need more of God. If I'm going to set the captives free, I need to have more of God. If I'm going to have this anointing in my life, I need more of God. Did you listen to what I said? The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me. It's upon you. And I want you to get what God has for each of you. Would you bow your heads, please? Today you've heard a word from the Lord And I believe God has spoken to you So if you say this prayer with me I know God can change your life They're saying it live here in Rome right now With me because God can change your life God has a plan for you I've told you that And I want you to believe it with all of your heart So will you say this prayer with me Dear Lord Jesus I invite you into my life this day change me help me I pray oh God 
I'm going to live for you. Friend, if you've just said that prayer, I can tell you that God has just changed you and has come into your life. Now, I believe that today you may have listened to this and you've known that God already lives in your life. Well, God wants to speak to you and help you. So I'm going to pray a second prayer, and that prayer is for a miracle to happen for you this day. I believe in miracles. I know you do as well. So let's pray and let God touch you right where you're listening to this sermon. Lord, I thank you today for my friend that has heard this message. Lord, I know that they have needs and situations that's going on in their life. God, you're a big God, and you hear and answer our prayers. So today, oh God, will you hear this prayer from your humble servant? God, will you answer this prayer on my new friend's behalf? Will you heal them? Will you touch them? Will you guide them? Lord, come in right now, wherever they're listening, Lord, and answer their prayer. Thank you, Lord, for doing that. If you've just said that prayer and listened to that prayer with me, I know that God has spoken to you. Would you do me a big favor? You're going to see, scrolled on the bottom of this, a website with an email address. If you said the prayer that said, God, come into my heart, or today you're believing with me for a miracle, I want you to drop us a quick note and say, hey, pastor, I want you to continue to pray for me and my family. You know, God loves you, and he has a plan for your life, and I'll guarantee you, your best days are still in front of you. So God bless you and join us next week.